Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. transform your BS, your belief system. I am Judith Pinkerton, a licensed music therapist, as well as a mother, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, and founder of Music for Life. I am delighted you have joined us as we explore together this month's theme of reset, realign, and begin again. Our guest today is a feng shui consultant who will help us understand what energy flow is, and how we can harness it to support a healthy, abundant lifestyle. Mary Swick is an astrologist and feng shui consultant, convention speaker and columnist, and a lifelong student residing right here in Las Vegas since 1982. Shortly after launching her full-time astrology practice decades ago, Mary was introduced to feng shui and embraced the connection she found between feng shui and the college studies she had at the time in environmental psychology. After implementing basic feng shui principles in her own home and seeing immediate results, she started teaching feng shui to others every week and grew into presenting to Las Vegas-based conventions. Mary lives in perfect balance now with astrology readings, feng shui consultations, writing, tending to her secret garden. We'll find out what that is. (laughs) Nurturing not only her husband of over 25 years, but also her two adult children and now a third one with her daughter-in-law included as well. Welcome to the Music for Life radio show, Mary. Thank you, Judith. I'm thrilled to be here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fast 30 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I love this uh, quote that's on your well, on your website that simply says, "All space is sacred." You know, so it's it's like for me, I'm looking at you know, I'm thinking about one place in my bedroom, for instance, where I'm like, "Well, uh, that doesn't look right. very sacred." It's, 
It's something I saw so quickly when I started doing consultations on feng shui. We would walk into a home and, oh, the person would be very proud of the living room or the dining room. But then we got maybe, oh, it's just the garage. Like, yeah, you know, it's a garage. It's supposed to be a mess. Or it's the closet. Or it's the laundry room. All of a sudden you could tell they, they, they didn't treat it as equal anymore. And you know what it is, Judith? It was what people see what their guests saw, they were putting more value on that, those rooms that guests would see when they came. And they put less focus on space that only they saw. And that was an awakening when I saw that they were treating themselves differently and that part of the house that served them versus the side that was the public. And I say, you know, your your home is your life. Right. So by all of a sudden saying, let's bring up some of those areas. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. These people blossomed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, when we have clutter in mm-hmm. our lives, is it easy? You know, it's interesting when we... Well, first of all, let's start at square one. I know that there is an Eastern tradition and there's a Western tradition. I've yeah. done both. I'm not clear yeah. about one being more successful than another. Do you want to just make a general comment about East versus West before we jump in? Well, of course, I'm going to favor the West, certainly for anyone beginning. Uh, use, you know, Start there. It has a little more psychological uh, side to it. Uh, it is much more current with philosophies and the way that we live. Uh, I am a practitioner of the Western. I do incorporate a little bit of the Eastern uh, in the consultation. Uh, the Eastern is more black and white. It's a little more rigid, and it's a little more focused on good versus evil. Uh, the West is much kinder in that regard, probably a little more just generally optimistic that nothing is horrible, right, that everything can be learned from. So it's just, it's, it's just kind of a clash of the cultures, I would say. So really, um, as far as effectiveness, um, I'm, I'm not going to dispute sometimes. I work with clients who've had the Eastern done, uh, and I always ask them, well, what happened? You know, sometimes, you know, they say, I don't know. I didn't see anything, you know, and, and sometimes they say it worked wonders. So, uh, again, I, I can't draw a conclusion just as yourself about one school of feng shui being better than another, but I just know what is easy for people to quickly grasp. I can take someone from really just even 20 minutes with them. They can understand what something means in their home by something they're not taking care of, and they can understand the significance of let's move it, change it, uh, remove the blockage, whatever it might be. Yeah. I know that for myself when feng shui first started becoming popular, I don't know, 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, yes. that yes. I, yes. I followed the Eastern method, and it was so complex, yes. um, and I was, you know, attempting to do not only my house, but also my, we were redoing the backyard on a quarter acre, oh, and yes. looking at all the different bedrooms that you can have outside. <laughs> so yes. It was really yes. interesting, yeah, to, to try and do that, and then I became acquainted with the Western, and it mm-hmm. seemed so much more simple, so then my yes. question was, well, hmm, I wonder if it's just mm. effective doing it in a complicated yes. way. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, yes. That's why I think, particularly when I'm speaking to lots of people, I have a tendency to uh, sometimes, if unless I have a strong visuals, I stay away from the bagua overlay in general. Uh, I find it disorienting to people. But there's lots of things we can talk about that are, as you said, clutter. You know, clutter is just confusion. It's just think about it. You, when you see a stack on the on the counter in your kitchen, I just want you to say, oh, there lies confusion. When you see it in your bedroom by under your uh, lamp next to your nightstand, there lies confusion. And you can start mm-hmm. to walk around your house and start saying it's a it's an interesting thing just to label where the confusion is in your home, where the clutter is gathering, and it starts giving some insight. Uh, immediately about in the kitchen, where there's clutter in the kitchen, uh, the kitchen is associated with productivity. Who doesn't? If someone walks into the kitchen, we're kind of expecting a meal to come out of that kitchen in about 30 minutes. So it's a productive. We go into the kitchen and and things happen. We don't go into the kitchen to contemplate or to think or just to come up with some ideas about what we could cook. We generally go in to accomplish. So in feng shui, it's considered the fire room. There's an element of fire there. So we can't have confusion there. It's one of the first stops I'll make in a home is to assess the kitchen. Uh, I love this. If there's a paper, lots of paper in kitchens, I always say, oh, you're cooking up ideas, but you're not doing anything with them. You're just, you know, you, you can't have paper. We know if we're, all of us who've been in our kitchens trying to cook and, and there's newspapers and magazines on the counter, it's soon very messy. So yeah. clear, clear the paper out of your kitchen, off your workspaces. Uh-huh. And it has a tendency. It's a funny thing to even think that's there, but mail gets thrown on that kitchen counter many times. Yeah. Homework yeah. that kids bring home can get thrown on that counter. Mm-hmm. Cooking up ideas versus, versus you know, your theme of reset, reline, begin again. So that is an interesting one, very effective, that I've shared with many of my clients, and they go, it's changed their life. They're far more productive when they're in their kitchens, and that translates mm-hmm. in feng shui as being more successful, better use of your time, uh, building your reputation if, if someone's interested in a career of sorts. Um, so it, it's, 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 a, it's a very simple aspect to look at in your home, where the clutter is, and start targeting those areas, small as well as large. In fact, many times I tell my clients, start on the small stuff. Don't start in the big mess, you know, the, real, the room that's out of control. Start in a room that's manageable because every time you simplify a space, you are freeing up energy that is now circulating in the home. And the more movement there is in a home, and I don't mean you know speedway type of movement, but gentle, easy movement, um, more it will be easier to tackle the big project that needs to be done. Mm. So, very interesting stuff. And, and the front door. Uh, this would be a must. I, it just, I would just encourage anyone, you know, who's interested in applying some feng shui principles is to go to their entry and see if they can swing their front door open at least 90 degrees, meaning um, if, it, if it can swing farther open, push it all the way back and see if it hits anything. 
see if there's a rug that's too tight that doesn't allow it to fully swing open, if there's a chair sitting by that it hits the back of the chair. The front door is the the mouth of chi. It's the mouth of energy, and we can have no obstructions in that area. And I know it sounds funny, I can't tell you how many homes would have a piece of furniture and maybe it's a bureau or some sort of welcome table that if when the door, when you push it all the way open, it would hit it. Not good. Huh. You, you want full swing of the door. The doors in the house are, they represent, let's step across a new threshold, a new beginning. So when I saw the theme of reset, reline, begin again, it always comes back to the front door. So that would be just a must. And then, of course, this is the time of year, get out there, clean it, hose it down, you know, get your, uh, you know, spray bottle and uh, wash it down, uh, repair anything, uh, and um, block anything that's in its path. And that alone is a huge cure. I tell my clients, if nothing else, address your front door. Uh, and, uh, you know, many times there's mechanical issues, um, doors that are kind of iffy or temperamental, uh, and that's the career path. Um, and that represents water flowing easily and effortlessly into your life. So, you know, that is a look at the kitchen, look at that front door. That's, again, those are huge, huge cures. And we haven't even gotten deep into, you know, more of the complex side of feng shui. Those are just standard things that we immediately rejuvenate. They, they, they mm-hmm. release energy in the house. And mm-hmm. energy is optimism, right? It's movement. It's, oh, I want to get something done versus yeah. to do something, right? It changes the mindset. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about the use of mirrors, because I know it can be a good thing and it can be a not-so-good thing, depending on how you use them. Yeah, exactly. I, I, can, I think that most homes are under-mirrored, number one. So to me, it would be, uh, you know, in a typical, let's just say, a, 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 you know, a 1,200, 1,300-square-foot home, a small home, there should be at least five mirrors in that home in addition to the vanity type of mirrors that are already installed. You want to deflect, and particularly we're trying to think of pool. When you play pool, you shoot the ball, and you want to ricochet off one bumper and go off across the table into another pocket. Well, it's the same thing with feng shui. We like mirrors because they move energy around the space because light bounces off of them. So, you know, many of us have maybe a room that is windows are only on one side, light only streams in on one side, and that room we want mirrors in because we want to kind of bounce that light around, start evening it up. Light is energy, so we want to spread that energy around. Uh, mirrors are 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 excellent. Um, I um, at the end of a hallway, if you go down your hallway into a corridor of maybe the bedrooms are down there, you generally want a mirror on the wall at the end of the hallway. If there's a blank wall, if it's not cabinetry or something, then you'll put a mirror on that wall. Again, because energy is shooting down a hallway, we want to reflect it around. We want it to move around, bounce around. 
the only time that I really um, uh, two areas that I will say that I really you get very sensitive about mirrors. Number one, if I walk into a home and there's a mirror, and I mean straight ahead, immediately ahead, not like a little bit off to the side, but straight ahead, uh, that's not good. We don't want to bounce the energy right back out the door. So it, sometimes they're a little bit off-centered a little bit. That's fine, but not directly on. And there's a second there's a second place as well, and this uh, gets a little tricky, but when you walk across the threshold, and let's say there is a little bit of an entry or a foyer that you're standing in, you do not want to mirror immediately to the left of the door. So think of a lot of many of our Las Vegas homes. They have double door entries, and you walk in, and then we have those side walls there that sometimes we have, you know, a welcome table um, and oftentimes a mirror over it. On the left side, as I walk from outside, step into the home, and there's a mirror immediately there, it signifies betrayal, betrayal. Now, that's a little bit harsh. That is where more the eastern side comes in. Uh, The element would be represented by a mountain energy, and the concept of that water wears, erodes that mountain. means being undermined. It's been fascinating, clients I walk into that have large mirrors right there. Uh, If it's on the right-hand side of the door, great placement, great placement. But I'm talking immediately to the left. I'm not talking about down, you know, several, uh, you know, feet down, six feet down. I'm talking about if it's right there, like a welcoming mirror. As you walk in, there's a mirror on the left. Uh, then I always ask people to think about what's been going on. Are they have they been getting full credit for the work they're doing? Is somebody you know getting the credit, taking the credit? Are they being overly humble? And I think sometimes you know being too humble can be just as bad as being arrogant. And so I, I encourage them to replace that mirror, take it down. I always say just take it down for a week and see what happens. Watch your life and see what happens with the mirror not there and that way there's no big investment it's not like i'm not telling them to get rid of the mirror i'm not telling them to uh, make a big monetary decision about buying something else to go in that place but it's a great place to get them involved in taking something down and then watching and seeing what happens seeing if they feel more empowered that week So that mirrors, again, mirrors are good. Mirrors are our friends, except for those two placements. There's probably a few other very specific situations, but for the most part, we want mirrors because they move the energy around. And I'll Uh I'll say one more thing on them. No cracked mirrors, no crackled mirrors, no uh, antiqued where the glass is spotty or, no, we want, if we want mirrors, we want really clear mirrors. So, um, okay. you know, that, that, day, that decorating style is a little bit dated, but uh, we certainly uh-huh. know in our past, you know, foggy uh-huh. mirrors and smoky mirrors, w- w- they were popular at some point, whether or not at yeah. all supportive of feng shui. Now, I remember so, with, with water kind of shifting to another material now that mm-hmm. um, when I was paying attention to where my kids bedroom beds were placed, I realized that one of the beds 
was placed so that the bathroom on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. oh. had a twin placed right in the same area on the other yes. side of the wall as yes. my son's head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and, 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 and so it's the bed around because it was like, oh, so he's going yes. down the toilet or something, yes, something like that, oh, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. He's being dismissed. He's being flushed. I mean, you can you can use a lot of words here, but in feng shui, this is a very interesting. Feng shui, the head is considered fire. So think of it that way. Your son's head, which represents his fire, his ideas, his energy level, his future, is up against a water wall. And whether we're talking, and this is where we can say psychologically hearing the water running behind your head, it suggests it would have, and again, it would have been an obstacle for him uh, intellectually, maybe not believing in himself, not believing into his ideas, or maybe other people not believing him or respecting him as well. That's how it, it, it sounds you really have to think about it a second before you kind of click into everything matters, and it goes back to all space is sacred. Even that little space where we put our head at night. Uh, you know, every room in the house has to be, and again, I'm not talking about designer perfect. No, I'm talking about clean, organized, and having a defined purpose, and I can I can I can accomplish something effortlessly and easily in this space. I can do my laundry. I can walk my trash out to my garbage can, which is in the garage, without having to step over something to get to the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Huh. It, and it, if I could, I'd like to bring up this idea of what things that are low. That would be the other just great thing. Walk into your house and look what is uh, on the floor. And I'm not, besides furniture and the obvious things that are sitting on the floor, look to see what has gone to the floor because I find people that have a lot of confusion in their life seem to have lots of stacks of things on the floor. You know who really taught me this was in the business place. I went into CEOs' offices, managers' offices, and there was all this stuff stacked on the floor. And, yes, they could be file boxes, but sometimes they were just stacks of paper and stuff. And I go, what, you know, oh, what is going on over here? Oh, my God, I don't know what to do with that. I, you know, they were just, they were overwhelmed. So when we're overwhelmed, and I've been guilty of doing it, you just clear off your desk and just stack the stuff over someplace and sometimes on the floor. Tackle that. Tackle what is stacked on the floor. Uh, even I've even had people who've stacked boxes in their hallways. And again, the idea is, as many of us, we pack something up and we say, well, I'll set it here. I'll get to it later. Well, later becomes, what, three, four months, and it's still sitting there blocking a passageway. Granted, we can walk around it. You know, we're capable of that. But it's an obstacle that we have placed in our own path, in our own home. Oh, and again, it's 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 when I'm working with a client. Sometimes their I swear their head just it just everything pops at one point. They realize, you know, even just at the and without, you know, if I was in your home, I could say, oh, this is financial. This is related to relationships. This is related to your children's education. You know, I can be more specific when I'm in the home of where I'm seeing the issue or problem at. But I say, well, when did these boxes show up? 
And I, they'll say, oh, it showed up in May. That's when I set them there. I said, well, what's happened, you know, in your family since May? And then they start talking about all the obstacles and problems they've had. Mm. Or if it's in the financial wow. area. It's just, it's almost ridiculous. I mean, it's almost like you can't, I mean, you can't make this up, you know, because they have a story. They know exactly what, yeah. what's been going on. And then yeah. they can't believe that it's as simple as, okay, let's, where does it belong? Where does it need to go? Yeah. Well, and then we had some music for feng shui as well. Yeah. And you came up with a wonderful link that we'll provide to our listeners on the music blog website. That's oh, a marimba duo uh, yes. performed by a group named, or a group, two people named Escape yeah. Chen from Escape the Eastman School of Music. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were suggesting this uh, marimba music because of the warm woody sounds, and then you were woody. making a comment about wood being the essence of support, of moving forward, of developing yes. new thoughts. So yes. That can and you talk a little bit more about that? So you would want to have sure. the music playing in a specific area of the house, or where you have wood, or where you want wood, or what do you think? This is one you could just play it anywhere you want to play it. It would be great. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to be as specific as to where because wood means support. And the concept is, uh, uh, in feng shui, the concept of trees oftentimes is that trees help each other. They block the wind for each other. Oftentimes they're planted, we think of in groves or in line or in a grouping of some sort. The idea is that wood does represent the thoughts and ideas. And when, when you said what the theme was of tonight's show, I thought, oh, it's wood. You're talking wood there. We want to, you know, we set new goals new ideas and we're looking for support we're looking for friends that are going to support us in our healthy diet or we're going to look for friends who want to go to the library with us or or you know read the type of books that we like to read and share and talk about you're we're always looking for support and wood is a key element if i could give a general thing i would say on the left hand side of the house and that would be from the perspective of standing in the street looking to at your house no matter where your front door is if it's on the front or if it's on the side just stand in the street look at that place and go oh it's the left side is more woody than the right side of the house and so wood of course plants are wood as well but just setting some intentions with wood, listening to this piece, and just fill your house with wood energy. It's it's a it's a it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It really uh, gets people feeling a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's when people get that feeling. You know, things happen. That their lives start changing. <laughs> you feel like taking action. You feel like moving yes. forward. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know. So. If you're not used, to, or to our listeners, if you're not used to listening to this kind of music, think about it as being able to reset yourself or realign yourself to be able to begin again with a new perspective by listening to this music. So we'll have it on the musicforlifeblog.com uh, posting. So, Mary, what else can you recommend for... Hmm, Let's say in the in the area of intimacy and the in the bedroom, are there any pointers that will make someone feel more relaxed or more lo- 
loving or what what tips would you have for that? Well, you know, number one, you have to, you have to stream the bedroom down. It is not a multitasking room. That's number one. It's not a multitasking room, meaning, you know, this is not an office, so let's not bring the office things into the bedroom. Uh, this is not a gym, so you have to keep those things away from the bedroom as well. Now, that can be challenging for people with limited square footage, but the bedroom truly, when you go in, I am not a strict one about the TV. I've left TVs in the bedroom. Some, uh, some uh, believe get TVs out of the bedroom as well. But the idea is uh, we're trying to streamline. So don't bring a lot of uh, extra activities into that room. The feature of the bedroom is the bed, the horizontal plane, where the idea we are going to rest, we're going to recharge, we're going to feel sexually alive, that is the, that is the, that is the story there. Uh, uh, I do recommend always a little bit of a candle in that room. I personally encourage clients to do a pleasant smell. Most candles are that anyhow. But we're looking for something that sets a mood of relaxation. That is just so important in that space. And of course, making your bed. I mean, now I feel like I'm everyone's mother when I say this. Make your bed every day. Uh, it is, again, everything I've written in all my columns over the years, this was the one co- column when I wrote that I got more people called me up and told me I've never made my bed. I started making my bed. My life just got better. And I now, how can that be? How can that be? But it's the act of completion. It's honoring uh, something you're... You know, beds are descendants of prayer carpets. The idea of sacred, the sacred space is where a person lies and, and closes their eyes and feels safe. And the idea of not honoring that, oh, my gosh, it, um, it, it's just huge to make the bed. I don't even jump out of bed in the morning and immediately have your bed made in five minutes. I'm just talking about before you leave for the day, go back. Put that bed back together. Yeah. You will love it. Walking well, back into it at night. So thank you so much, Murray, for all of your expert advice. We do have a sacred rhythms drum circle on Thursday if people are interested in looking at that sacred space and honoring it over at the Music from Center. Oh, yeah, Thank you good, so good, much good, for good. <laughs> thank you, you again, Murray, for welcome. joining us. So it was again. delightful. Thank you, Judith. Thank you. All right. And our listeners, we will check back in with you to see how you purposefully self-medicated. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.